Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Shayna and Dana. We are so excited to be here today and to be recording after Halloween. It's about to be the new moon in Scorpio um, tomorrow, actually. And we are just feeling into these fall vibes. We've kind of had um, a little bit of, I don't know, witchy vibes going on, but Mm -hmm. we're feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. We just got back from a retreat that we went to with um, all of our team members on Day Luna. And also we went with Spirit Sis. All you guys know her and love her. Um, We went to this retreat and it was so fun to just be together with all of these women and feeling these like vibes where this time of year where the veil is so thin, feeling so connected to our ancestors and connecting to our wilds and connecting to the intuition that um, that divine feminine, that that dark time of the year, all of that kind of energy. Yeah, it's interesting because I've never been connected to Halloween, which I know um, is not. Uh, I I like common people. No. Yeah, not common, right? Yeah. Especially Spiritus is so into yeah, Halloween. She loves Halloween. She lives for Samhain. it. Um, yeah. And I've never been connected to Samhain or Halloween or anything. Um, this kind of more witchy, spooky time of year. And this year was probably the first time that I kind of just felt it without it being, I don't know, maybe because we didn't dress up, we didn't party, we didn't we didn't even trick or like have trick or treaters at our house. <laughs> Brian was, we were like, are you going to get candy? Cause it, the retreat was over the weekend over Halloween. And he was like, no, absolutely not. I'm turning off the lights, the porch lights. I'm going to the back room and I'm not <laughs> answering the door. Like we really did not do Halloween this year. Um, but I kind of liked it because to me, it's always felt like this pressure to, like it or to be Mm -hmm. into it or to what's your costume or what's, are you doing it? You know? And because I didn't have any of that, it kind of just settled into this, I don't know, fall, beautiful kind of just being essence in this space. And I think maybe because we're at this retreat, but being able to witness, you know, all of the women there and the sisterhood there that kind of got to um, come alive in its own right. Um, It was just really special. So we're feeling a little feminine, witchy, little fall leaf babies right now. (laughs) Yeah. And a cool thing too, I had some pretty big realizations um, at this retreat where we were talking about ancestral healing and healing just the path of the women in general. We were talking about um, the witch trials and and any woman who was powerful, any woman who was really skilled 
in medicine or in herbs, any woman who danced or sing or played an instrument um, would be called a witch and couldn't be, you know, tortured or killed. And tens of thousands of women were killed um, because people were afraid of their power and afraid of that feminine, um, dark creativity, depth, intuition, um, connection to spirit, right? And so being there and talking about our ancestors and, and, and really feeling for the first time the ancestral healing that I have to do on my maternal side, because I've thought a lot about the ancestral healing I have to do on my paternal side, on my father's side. But this was the first time I thought about the women in the line of my family before me and how they are so kind and willing to give to other people, considerate, polite, but how they are disconnected from their wild, disconnected from their true passions, from their true power, from their true dreams, and kind of playing small or holding back from who they really are and what they really feel in order to be a good mother or palatable to society. So I really was just feeling like every person now who is just not holding anything back from who they truly are, truly being themselves, truly expressing themselves, truly going after the life that they feel is meant for them, we are really healing this this. Uh, scar that we have in our in our past and so such a beautiful experience to be with all women of different ages and we were learning about you know the the goddess and the three different phases of the moon the waxing moon the full moon and the waning moon and those being these three different archetypes of women the the maiden the mother and the crone and we had women there sitting together in sacred circle that were in all of these different stages and embodying all of these different archetypes and, you know, since we haven't had children yet, we haven't become mothers, us being on that that first, you know, waxing moon, growing into that fullness. And it was just so beautiful and special to see all of these women truly opening up and sharing how they really feel, what their real experience is. Because I think so often we've seen the mother being the martyr and sacrificing herself, holding back her truth so that she doesn't rock the boat so that she doesn't inconvenience anyone, being this, uh, you know, making herself invisible and only caring about serving other people. And it's just so powerful to see that healing taking place in front of us. And also just knowing that we're moving into this new paradigm where the divine feminine is rising. And even in every single person, whether you identify with being of male gender or female gender, We all have both this divine feminine and divine masculine energy within us. And we are seeing this feminine energy rising in every single being. And that is bringing forward this intuitive depth, this connection to spirituality, these these darker um, themes that for so long people have been afraid of. And when we say darker, I mean dark like the night, right? If we're thinking of masculine energy or focused energy being like the day, And we're thinking of this intuitive, creative, uh, receptive, feminine energy like the night. We're really seeing these two energies rising. So we're just feeling like on on top of the world after being able to just sit with people and go on our own journeys and, and then be able to show up here and share it with you guys. Yes, it's... um... It's interesting seeing it kind of alchemize in a group experience and then in such 
different individual experiences and holding that space, holding that container for the day and the night or the more structured and the more creative, receptive flow, the more penetrating, the more receiving energies that we all have within us um, and just allowing that to be whatever it is right now in this moment. Um, And it kind of actually ties well into what we want to talk about today with um, feeling pressure, feeling like you're not doing enough or like you're not receiving enough, Um, feeling anxious or depressed or um, like there's always something more to be done. And a lot of that comes from our centers in our body. So we really wanted to talk about this from a human design perspective because there is a lot of anxiety right now. There is a lot of things that are outside of our control that um, are confusing that we want to try to figure out, but there's no way to figure it out right now. And how do we navigate that? How do we honor that within our own body as an individual, yet part of this collective um, that's going through major, massive collective shifts right now? And how can we show up in a way that honors our authenticity and alignment and not necessarily um, feel so overwhelmed to where we're out of alignment and to where we are experiencing more of our not-self themes instead of our self-themes. Yeah, so this episode, the topic is really anxiety and pressure and how we can begin to understand those things and navigate them uh, by looking at our two pressure centers in our body graph, which is both our head center um, and also our root center. So if you are listening and you do not have your body graph chart out with you, we encourage you to pause this episode and to go on to jovianarchive.com or mybodygraph.com and generate your chart really quickly um, by entering in your birthday and specific time information And when you're looking at this chart, we encourage you to kind of follow along and to see if you have either a defined or undefined head center and a defined or undefined root center. So if you're looking at your chart, the very top chakra, the very top energy center, the triangle on the very top of your head, that is your head center or your crown center. If it is colored in, then that means you have it defined. If it is white, then that means you have it undefined or open. And then when we go to your root center, that is the square energy center on the very bottom of your chart. And if you have that colored in, then that means you have your root defined. If you have it white, that means you have it undefined or open. So just make sure that you have your chart and you know, okay, I have a defined head and an undefined root or vice versa, whatever your unique combination is. And with these two centers, the top center and the bottom center in our body graph, these are the two pressure centers in our energetic body. These are the two places where we feel, create, take in, and experience pressure. And that pressure is something that can cause a lot of anxiety, depression, confusion, self-doubt, either in our mind or in our body, if we are not using these centers correctly. So that's what we want to talk about today. And we want to start with talking about the head center, that very top uh, crown center on the body. This is the place where you have mental pressure. This is the place in your body graph where inspiration comes from, where questions come from, where doubt comes from. This is the place where we're wanting to understand life in a deeper sense. Like, what is life really? 
and diving into the mysteries, the unknown. So about 30% of the population has this head center defined, and I have it defined as well. Shana has it undefined. So 30%, which is the uh, minority of people, have this defined, and that means that they have a a consistent way of thinking, a consistent way of using that mental pressure to ask questions and find answers. And if you have this crown center defined, then it automatically means that you have a channel there and you'll also have your Ajna center defined. Um, But if you have this defined, then that means that you have this this consistent way of dealing with mental pressure, a consistent way of feeling these questions come in and sorting through them. And even if you have this defined, it doesn't mean that you don't experience mental anxiety. You can still experience that not self, that mental anxiety, if you are using this center incorrectly. Yeah. And I just wanted to add in here that um, this, this center, if it is defined, that can look like you having a lot going through your mind, you analyzing things a lot, and you can feel this pressure to have to figure things out and to have to have the answers because you do have a um, specific way of thinking. So you can have different gifts here. Not everybody is defined in the same way, having this defined um, crown center, but the anxiety that you can experience is that you need to have the answers now based off of the gifts that you have. Yeah. So with this, with this defined center, um, your idea, your mind is constantly running. It's constantly asking those questions and wanting to find those answers. But the whole trick about using this center correctly is allowing that process to unfold naturally. That is the big trick about limiting mental anxiety if you have a defined mind is allowing the clarity, allowing the answers to unfold naturally. So anyone who has a defined uh, head center, they can really feel this pressure. It's like, I have this thought, I have this question, and it's uncomfortable for me to not have the answer yet. What's wrong with me? Like I need to force myself to find the answer. I need to spend more time finding the answer. I need to rush this process. And that is actually the thing that causes mental anxiety, mental pressure for people who have this defined. So the more that you can just trust that the clarity comes in its own timing, that the clarity unfolds before you, and that it's not your job to rush finding answers, the more you will feel kind of calm and just observing your thoughts and not putting that pressure on yourself. So anyone who has a defined crown, a defined mind, Um, this is someone who is really here to have a very specific perspective on the world and to think in a very specific and certain way. And over their life, they're really here to hone their mind, to hone their worldview, to hone their perspective. So they're here to evolve it, to allow it to grow, to continue to study and learn and develop their worldview. But they are not people who are here to uh, just abandon their worldview and take on other people's way of thinking. So um, when you have these kind of questions and you're waiting for that clarity to come, it can really feel uncomfortable that that period of not having the answer because you're used to knowing what you think. You're used to knowing what it is that, how it is that you see the world. So if you can just, if you have any of the channels in your, in your um, crown, going from your crown to your Ajna, 
super important to know what those channels are and to know how to observe them without giving that pressure. And that's really when you're going to feel the most calm, the most um, just kind of objective about that natural process. The other thing with having a defined mind is that you can have this, this feeling, this pressure that every idea that you have needs to be acted on, needs to be brought into the physical space, brought into reality. And that, of course, is not true, right? It's so important to use your strategy and authority. So if you have this idea, if you have this um, answer that comes to you in its own timing, and you've been so patient to kind of wait for that clarity to come, and it finally comes, it can feel really exciting. And it can feel like, what do I need to do with this idea? I need to do something. I can't just have an idea and do nothing with it. And that's another trap that you can fall into where you could create that mental anxiety. So it's so important to to know that there's a difference between having an idea and having an idea that you then are wanting to create in some form in reality. And the way that you distinguish between those two things is by using your strategy and authority. So in general, the biggest thing that we want to leave you with, if you have a defined mind, is that the number one way to navigate this with limiting that mental anxiety is through patience. Being patient, observing your thoughts without rushing them, allowing that clarity to come to you, that is the most important thing that you can do to really be in the highest expression of this defined mind. Yes. And I love that you have a defined mind and I have an undefined mind um, because I feel like it really does um, kind of balance us out. Mm -hmm. But um, the other 70% of the population have this undefined mind. And this is basically, um, it tells us that you're not here to have a consistent way of how you deliberate mental information and how you... um, the different perspectives that you have. So it allows you to have, though, this infinite range of thoughts. So you can feel really overwhelmed sometimes, especially when there's a lot of um, chaos going on in the collective. So right now, there's a lot of different perspectives. There is a lot of different opinions. And if you have an undefined mind, it can feel like which opinion to follow and which opinion matters. What information do I need now? What information do I not? And you can feel like, well, today I'm really obsessed with this thing, but now I'm learning this thing and now I'm swept up here. And you can feel really influenced by people with defined minds um, because you can can see all of these different perspectives. So that's where the anxiety comes from if you have an undefined mind. Um, Another theme here is a not-self of wanting to avoid intellectual pursuits and wanting to stay out of politics, wanting to stay out of climate change or different discussions where there's a lot of different opinions and perspectives, wanting to completely avoid it because it's overwhelming. That's one not-self. The other opposite not-self here is wanting to spiral and obsess over one thing after the next. Um, and that can look like going down a complete uh, uh, unhealthy mystery spiral or um, unknown <laughs> spiral where you're constantly trying to find the answer, find, trying to find truth. And that can, of course, be healthy to do. It's just, is this bringing you, um, if it's bringing you overwhelm and anxiety, that's when you know that you're in your not self here, worrying about um 
finding all the answers, worrying about not being safe because you don't have all the answers because it's not figured out, worrying about other people's problems constantly instead of focusing on your own life and and living in your own um, authority. So the way that you get out of this not self, again, is by observing your thoughts, but also by having a little bit of separation from them. And realizing that, yes, you are gifted at seeing people's perspectives and understanding how other people think, but you are not your thoughts. All of the different things going through your mind, you are extremely compassionate, but you are not all of those different things. And because you have one thought or you understand one way of thinking uh, and another, that doesn't mean that that is now your belief forever and ever and ever. So having the flexibility to say, okay, this is a way of thinking that is is healthy right now, um, or this is an idea or perspective or opinion that I think is really beneficial to me right now, but not holding so firmly to it that now when other ideas or perspectives come in your mind, you feel like it's rocking you from this one that you did identify with. So it is this openness it's releasing this attachment to all of the different things that are coming in, and it's releasing the need to have to pin down one perspective, one answer, or to have to make sense of something that's just not make sensible right now, which mm-hmm. I know that's not really a sentence, but it's <laughs> the things that are happening right now in the collective, there isn't just one answer for. Yeah. And that's because we're moving into this time of the individual and there's going to be just as many individuals as there are on the planet. That's how many different perspectives and opinions there are going to be. So releasing that pressure to have to know and figure out is really the key. Yeah. And with having an undefined mind, you literally have what you could call an open mind. Like if you tell people, yeah, I'm open-minded, that's what it is like to have an undefined mind. It's like you can take things in and kind of chew on it and and consider it for a while and then let it go. And that's the second side of it is just letting things like flow instead of being like, I don't have the answer. So I have to hold on to this one in order to get rid of that mental pressure because that's going to make me feel safe. But in the end, it really doesn't work. And, you know, with that not self theme of like, okay, I have an undefined mind and undefined head center. So I'm just going to like, excuse myself from this conversation and I'm not going to get involved at all. That's also not good, right? Because having this undefined mind, there is this potential for great wisdom, for great discernment. Some of the greatest thinkers of all time have had undefined minds. And what it really is, is that you have this discernment to take in other people's perspectives, things that they're sharing about the world, questions that people are sharing, um, inspirations that people are sharing, and you're able to really discern these ones are meaningful, they're powerful and they're worth our time. They're worth talking about and thinking about. Now, these ones over here, they're just distractions. They're just confusing. They're, they're not really fruitful places for us to use our mental energy. So that is the highest expression of the wisdom that comes from an undefined head center is really knowing the difference between what we should, when they hear something from someone else, that's an idea that we really should be talking about and giving our energy towards. Now, this over here is an idea that is just going, it's unhealthy for us to be talking about in this moment, in this perspective, or with this group of people. So that's really, it's important for them to use that wisdom. And it's important for them to know that that's a huge um, blessing is to be able to have this infinite range, to be able to see 
in all of these different perspectives and to try on all of these different perspectives without needing to attach to any of them. And also knowing, okay, out of all of these perspectives, which one is the healthiest or the most useful for us to talk about in this circumstance. So I just want to say that, you know, with having a defined mind, me having a defined mind, Shana having undefined mind, it's so cool because we do get to see how that plays out and, and what it really looks like. And I would say overall in general, I feel, you know, sometimes I do feel also this like anxiety to constantly be inspired, to constantly have new things, to constantly be generating new um, answers and pressures. Like that's definitely the not self that I find myself leaning most towards. But um, also in general, I feel like my, I feel that I have this consistent way of dealing with that mental pressure and it really feels like safe for me. What, what, what's your experience with your undefined Mm -hmm. mind? Um, my experience is feeling overwhelmed, um, Mm -hmm. or feeling anxiety that I don't have things figured out or Mm -hmm. that I don't have the answers. So I definitely notice it, especially if I am, um, you know, watching the news or taking in a bunch of information online, I do have an active mind. So I do enjoy taking in information online and learning and researching things, but I do find myself feeling anxious about the future if I'm um, putting too much pressure to figure out the future and to be, you know, ahead of the, ahead of the game or whatever. So I definitely, it's a big practice of mine that just kind of comes naturally, I guess, to surrender to not knowing anything ever. Mm -hmm. Um, I've said it since I've been really (laughs) young, like I know absolutely nothing and I know absolutely everything. Um, it's both of those things. And I think that is the healthiest place, um, in general is to be completely open, but also learning and engaged and involved without needing to control what other people are thinking or what they're doing. Cause that Mm -hmm. just generates more anxiety and more pressure from this, this area. Yeah. And even with having a defined mind where you really have your perspective, your way of thinking, and you're here to develop it and hone it over time, but it's not really going to be conditioned by other people. Um, even with having that, it's so important to recognize that just because something is true to you or it's your perspective doesn't mean that it's right. And other people can have completely different perspectives that can also be right. So that can be a huge practice that allows just ease in general in this mental zone, I think, for people. And even, you know, not even considering if you have this centered, defined, or undefined. For all humans in general, being able to use our minds correctly is a huge help in relieving anxiety. And we see so many people feeling anxious over making big life decisions. Like that is one of the biggest places that we see people really feeling stress, pressure, anxiety, depression is in making these giant life path decisions when they're trying to use their mind. So this is, of course, instead of using their mind, we are designed to use our authority And whether you have this center defined or undefined, that is true for you. So what it really feels like when you are trying to make a decision with your mind is you're asking all of these specific questions 
about, well, when is it going to work out and how is it going to work out and how's it going to affect this person and how's it going to change my commute and how much more money is it going to make? And when you find yourself asking, 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 asking those questions and they seem to never end, that's how you know that you're stuck in your mind and that you're trying to use your mind to be your authority, which is going to lead to anxiety and misalignment for anyone. And if you catch yourself in that space, it's like, okay, what's my authority? It's somewhere in my body. Even if I have lunar authority, for example, um, and, and it's going to be this feeling that I have in my body, not in my mind. So it's really not to say that our mind is like bad or the enemy and that our body is good. That's not true at all, right? Because every part of ourselves is a beautiful whole part of ourselves that's meant to be working together. It's just about knowing how to use these different sides of ourselves correctly. So the big theme, whether you have this defined or undefined, is always going to be to observe your thoughts instead of identifying with them. It's always going to be to be a little bit detached from it and to not put so much stock in in having it right or having the answers. And it's always going to be using your mind to consider things and to experience the world on that mental plane, but to not try to make decisions from that place and instead to use your authority to make decisions. And the next pressure center that we want to talk about is the root. So, so far we've been talking about mental pressure, mental anxiety, mental stress. And when we talk about the root center, this is obviously in your root chakra on the lower side of your body graph, on the lower side of your body. And this is where you're really taking in stress, pressure, anxiety in your physical body. And instead of it being pressure to think, this is pressure to do, pressure to take physical action. And this is, I think, something that is so helpful to know if you have a defined root or an undefined root. Like, honestly, I think that this is a game changer because a lot of us, when we talk about anxiety, we think about mental anxiety. And we're just now kind of starting to talk about anxiety in the body and what that feels like. And it can be, you know, equally as powerful, if not more, than um, than mental pressure. So with the root center, this is the place that um, for it, it being defined, that's about 60% of the population. So here, actually, a little bit more, the majority has the root center defined. And if you have your root center defined, meaning that it's colored in on your body graph, you have a fixed and particular way with dealing with stress. And that actually depends on what that root center is connected to, what other centers it's connected to. So if you have your root center connected to your spleen through a channel, then you have a consistent way of dealing with pressure as far as survival, safety, and instincts. You're always going to kind of deal with pressure and, you know, some new situation in that respect. And you're always going to know what action to take in that area when it comes to instincts and safety. Whereas if you have your root center connecting to your solar plexus through a channel like I do, then this means that you have a consistent way of dealing with pressure when it comes to emotional stress, when it comes to relationships, interpersonal kind of stress. You're always going to have a consistent way of dealing with stress in that realm. So if you have a defined root center, then in your inner highest expression, then overall you have the tendency to stay pretty calm and focused and clear about what action is actually needed in this moment of stress. Um, but even if you have this defined, you can still really be in your not self here and be using this center incorrectly. 
Um, and if you're, you know, what that looks like is not using your strategy and authority to know when it's appropriate to take action or not. And instead just compulsively taking action all of the time with no filter. And that can really lead to like overdoing, overrunning yourself, especially if you are a non-sacral being, you know, being a projector and having this defined root, like I do, automatically you're an energy projector. So you're going to be constantly kind of uh, wanting to take action more often. So it's really important to scale it back and to say, am I actually using my strategy and authority here to guide when I'm designed to take action so that I'm not overdoing it and depleting myself and then having like adrenal fatigue and burnout? And in general, when you're living in your not self with this defined root and you're just taking action all the time and you're feeling that pressure in your body and stress and you're not using your strategy and authority to guide you, you can really begin to develop this overworking, overdoing it tendency in general, and you can end up projecting that onto other people. And it can result in you having unrealistic expectations of other people and expecting them to constantly be doing, 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 working out, doing all the things, taking action steps. And that's a really big thing to kind of check in with and make sure that if you feel like you are burnt out in any way and you have a defined route, you're definitely in your not self there. And it's about kind of like scaling it back, making sure that you're using your strategy and authority and also seeing where that root center is connected and knowing like, I'm not here to take action all the time. My consistent way of dealing with that stress is either in that realm of safety instincts or in that realm of emotional. Yes. And um, with this defined root, I obviously love that you have a defined route, Dana, because I can really get to witness you in action in alignment. Um, And it really is amazing because you can have this kind of grounded knowing of when to take action, when to not, how much is needed, how much is not. And it's a beautiful guide to the rest of us. So if you have a undefined route, you're in 40% of the population. You're in the minority here. And that's what I am. So again, opposite of Dana here, um, which is so funny because we're both two, four projectors. We have a lot in common, but then we have a lot of polar differences. Um, So I have an undefined route. And this is where you absorb stress from the environment. And this can be a good thing because you can use that that energy from the people around you and from the environment as energy or adrenaline. And you can really use that as fuel to get through your projects or a deadline or, you know, getting a bunch of things done. However, this can be almost like an addiction where you feel like you have to constantly be going, 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 um, and doing, doing, doing. And, and as much as you do, they will never be enough. So really with this center, it's so important to know how and when to pump the brakes because there comes a time where you are going and doing and it's healthy. And then it's almost like you're running on fumes. We like to describe this as if you're a car on a hill and you are going up the hill, you're using your fuel and now it's time to go downhill. But if you don't hit the brakes, you're going to run all the way down to the bottom and crash. So 
what that looks like in day-to-day life is working on your projects or whatever you have going on throughout the day, coming home and cleaning your house and doing all of these tasks. And then you sit down on your couch and now you're just going to answer a few emails so that way you don't have to do it tomorrow morning. And then you're going to text your friend and check in on them. And then you're going to check on whatever. And you just never stop until you lay in bed and go to sleep. So that energy right there half of that was all fumes. So really a good thing that you can do is to pump your brakes and really write down what are three or five tasks that must be done today that are actually important, that have a deadline, that need to be done. When once you do those, you're done. You're completely done with all of the tasks and forcing yourself to relax. And that can feel like anxiety in your body. It can feel painful to have to pump those brakes and to stop because your body can feel this um, anxiousness. It really does feel like that to just one more thing. And, oh, but I do have some energy there. I could just email this one person. And over time, this really shows up as burnout and fatigue. Um, It shows up as like a a fight or flight response that's really unhealthy, that's triggered really easily by one email or by one text to where you feel like you must respond and do it now or else you're going to die. It feels like that in your body. So um, the best way that you can really level this out and come to a healthy use of an undefined root center is by pumping those brakes as much as you can, breathe and sit with it when it feels uncomfortable. Really just feel that and feel how uncomfortable it is. Talk about it, write it down um, and not avoid it because a lot of times when we feel that uncomfortableness in our body, we want to avoid it. We want to cover it up. So we do so by doing more tasks. And let me just empty out the fridge. Let me just tidy up this one corner. And that's us trying to move our bodies to move this uncomfortable feeling out when really what our body is calling us to do is to feel our bodies, to listen to our bodies, and to just let our our system calm down and reset. Now, Mm -hmm. this isn't to say that if you have an undefined route, you're not designed to do things like other people are at all. It's just saying that There's a healthy amount for you, and then there's a a fine line that's easily crossed between unhealthy here. Um, But in general, the highest expression is doing and taking action, the exact amount of action that you need for a project or for the day, and really honoring and feeling your body emptying out, just like any of our undefined centers, clearing out and emptying out to relieve that pressure versus covering it up and masking and doing, doing, doing to relieve that pressure. Yeah. And so much of, you know, both of these pressure centers, as we've talked about, there's a healthy way to use both of them. And there's a not self for both, whether you have it defined or undefined. So pressure, stress, anxiety, this is something that every single human on earth is here to navigate and to deal with. And it starts with knowing what that pressure feels like for you and when it might come about for you specifically with your design. And when you catch yourself feeling that stress, that pressure, that anxiety, whether it's in your mind or in your physical body, it's about actually noticing it and leaning into it and saying, okay, what's happening here? Is this mental pressure or is this pressure in my body? 
Um, let's say it's coming from my body. Okay. Is this because I'm supposed to use this energy right now and actually take action? Or am I just feeling this pressure and really it's not healthy for me to, to continue working right now. And I need to just breathe through it and kind of relieve or release this pressure. But in order to do that, we have to get comfortable actually feeling those uncomfortable feelings. And I think for the average person, we are so avoidant of ever feeling uncomfortable that we don't even realize that we have pressure or stress. We just bulldoze past it and we continue on our mental thought process or we continue working or we continue doing things to really try to not notice that we're feeling that uncomfortable pressure either in our mind or body. So that really is the first step is just noticing it and being okay with sitting with that uncomfortableness for a while, just for a second, so that you can figure out what is happening and what action is needing to be taken. Yeah, it's interesting because with our mental pressure, right, when we feel that, our natural inclination is to think, oh, there's got to be an answer. There's Mm got to be a solution. I feel this mental pressure, this mental anxiety. I can think my way out of it. Um, Same thing with our physical body and that pressure. You can feel that anxiety and think, oh, I'm not doing enough. I can, if I just finish these last tasks, I'm going to relieve that pressure. And then that's the solution. So our natural inclination is to solve the problem with more of the problem than with the solution, which is listening to it and releasing that pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me and my own personal experience, having an undefined uh, crown center and an undefined root center, I do find that they kind of feed each other, Mm -hmm. um, these two pressure centers. When I'm having mental anxiety or pressure to know these answers, I can think, okay, I don't, I don't have the answer, but what can I be doing right now to try to solve something or try to fix this? And same thing when I feel like I haven't done enough, I can then immediately start thinking, um, well, how can I use my mind more? Because my body is tired, but what can my mind solve to check off those lists or whatever? So they kind of work hand in hand as like evil twins um, (laughs) when when you are out of alignment. And it's really just catching it and being like, okay, let me come back to um, my good twins, which is I am observant and I am receptive and I am open-minded and aware and intelligent. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am enough and I have done enough and everything else can wait. Yeah. And I can just be here right now without any answers, without doing anything. I can be here with this uncomfortable feeling until it passes. Yeah. And, the wisdom that you find in your body, in your mind, when you allow that to happen and it becomes part of your just natural essence of how you do things and how you think about things is amazing because every experience, every day, every challenge, every project becomes this beautiful um, creation that isn't running your life. It's a extension of you that you are creating versus being um, owned by your creation, if that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. And I love hearing your perspective. And, you know, from my, from my perspective and in my journey, having these two pressure centers defined, my big practices have been with my mental pressure. It's like, I feel like I'm always on this mental journey of like, I had this inspiration and now I'm on this path of like figuring out what it means or where I'm supposed to put it in my life. 
And I want to be at the end of that path and know where it's going to go. But oftentimes I find myself directly in the middle. And so it's really like that, you know, cliche phrase of like enjoying the journey and not needing to force yourself to be at the end. That is my number one mantra with my mind and with, with my mental process and with me finding answers and also just enjoying the mystery of like not having the answer yet. And like, can you see it as a fun, beautiful game instead of pressuring yourself to fast forward? Um, a lot of times when we, when we don't embrace where we are in our journey currently, we wish we could fast forward. We wish we could skip to the end. That is the biggest place where we create stress on ourselves, where we create anxiety. And if we can have acceptance of exactly where we are on our journey, that anxiety is always going to subside and we'll find this calm, this peace that's that was lingering behind that. And with my root center being defined, uh, my big practice with that has been knowing that I am a non-energy being, knowing that I'm a projector, knowing that I'm not a generator. And even though I feel sometimes like I have enough energy to keep up or to do the same thing as other people, um, for me, it's been a really big practice now to say no and not not worry about that fear of missing out. Like when all of my manifesting generator friends are going on a hike together and normally I'm like, oh, I'm, I want to go too. I have enough energy. I can do it. And now I'm like, you know what? No, I'm tired. I'm, I'm over it. I'm a projector. And like, that's okay. I can't, I'm going to miss it. And that's been really hard for me, that fear of missing out, because you feel like you can tap into that energy if you just push yourself, if you just, you know, go further, but instead really settling into that highest expression of knowing like when it is the right time to push yourself and when it is the right time to just relax um, and operate with that correctly as a non-energy being. But of course, there's going to be generators that are listening to this, manifesting generators that are listening to this that also have their route to find where it's a little bit easier for them to know when enough is enough and to not try to rely on this fuel that comes from the root center. Yes, but the same wisdom can go for man gens and generators too of, of you know, that fear of missing out mm -hmm. and but you don't actually want to do it or you don't actually um, desire to do it. You're just doing it for other people or to support other people or to be in um, communion with other people. So really saying no when you don't want to do something, which mm -hmm. sounds so easy, but of course is not. Mm -hmm. um, and somebody told me lately the you know, like FOMO, fear of missing out, that mm -hmm. they have JOMO, which is joy of missing out. Oh. And I'm into that. Ever since I heard that, I was like, that is my mantra. Like I have <laughs> a joy in not going to do A, B, C, and D. Um, so yeah. Really understanding these pressure centers, I think, is so helpful, especially during this time um, that is seemingly never-ending um, and is this whole transformation and alchemy that we're all in together as a collective. So the most important thing you can be doing right now is understanding yourself, honoring yourself, learning about yourself. And human design, obviously, for us is our favorite modality to do that. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us. And um, as always, you know where to find our offerings, our readings, our video courses, our boxes, all of the goodies that we offer to you guys can be found on our website at daylunalife.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at dayluna. 
when we post this episode, we love to hear if you have a defined or undefined head center and a defined or undefined root center. And we love to hear you guys' perspectives and what your biggest practices have been in uh, using these centers correctly and avoiding that not-self of stress or pressure. So thank you so much for joining us. And we are sending you guys so much love. Hope you are having a beautiful day.